This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit! Browns are going to win! Mayfield, end zone, Landry, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. Browns fans, now, Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Good night. <laughs> Good morning. This is George Thomas. I'm from the Akron Beacon Journal, Gannett. I'm with Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository and Gannett. Nate Ulrich for the, from the Beacon Journal and Gannett. And Marla Reidenauer. From the Beacon Journal and Gannett. That was a long game. That was a very long game. That was a that was a classic game. And I I really think, and there's no other way to start it but this way. You know, there's been some doubt all season, I think, but I think the Browns I, I tweeted it this way. Right coach plus talent plus the right system equals a quarterback. And I, I, I think the Browns have a quarterback now. I don't know how you guys feel it, but I, I'm putting it out there. Yeah, I thought Baker Mayfield uh, really showed a lot. And unfortunately for him, his uh, streak of games without an interception ended. It, you know, it's avoided an interception the previous five games and threw one there in the third quarter, but – you, before we hit record, you said you thought game over, and well, yeah. I, yeah, I could see why you thought that. I mean, they, the Ravens returned to the to the Cleveland one, and Dobbins ran it in for a, a touchdown play. They went ahead 34-20, but to the Browns' credit, to Baker's credit, they rallied, took the lead uh, in the in the fourth quarter, and then they tied it later, and it was back. Fourth drama, as you said, instant classic. So, yeah, I, I think that even in this loss, Baker Mayfield did show a lot. So I agree with your your opening statement, George. George, I think this um, this game by, by Mayfield uh, in particular, uh, probably the Browns in general, uh, defense is a big concern. But as, as to Mayfield, uh, he's kind of reforming uh, – the way I have to think about the Browns, and maybe a lot of us do, because we're conditioned uh, uh, for things to uh, when, once they go wrong, they're going to stay wrong. George, I thought the uh, the game was uh, probably uh, over or uh, or teetering at the end of the first half when, uh, in my judgment, uh, Kevin uh, Stefanski made a mistake the way he was calling plays. All they had to do there was run Chubb at the end of the first half when they had the ball in a 14-all game, and. At worst, you go into the into the uh, locker room tied at 14. At best, and and probably uh, likely, Chubb gets you something. You get a couple of first downs. Maybe you get a field goal out of it. And you go up 17-14. But when that didn't happen, and Baltimore scored instead, I thought I thought the game was over at that point. But then the whole flow of the second half and the whole vibe of the second half, especially that uh, breathless uh, fourth quarter. Uh, led by Mayfield, uh, re- reshaped the way I'm going to be looking at uh, at the Browns, uh, maybe from now on. 
Well, you have to give Stefanski credit for being consistent because he's been aggressive like that all season. From from the opening game against Baltimore, he's played that way. He, he's not going to shy away from that, in my opinion. But he has Chubb. That's I, I agree with you, I, and I I like the uh, the thought of passing uh, uh, off the get. The first play of the game was a pass. I like that, but in this situation, I thought uh, uh, running was called for, especially the way it turned out. Well, they did at least go get Kareem involved later in the second half. You know, I thought that was key that they didn't really abandon the whole the whole part of it. Um, I keep going back to what if Kareem doesn't score there with a minute to go and they have it at the one and take some more time off the clock. That's I'm sure that's going to eat a lot of people when they go to bed tonight. Now, the fact that they came back, period, should be viewed as, and you mentioned it in, on Twitter tonight, it absolutely reminded me of that that Browns-Jets playoff game from, what was that, 1986 season? Yeah. yeah. That's what it reminded me of, because... In that game, Kozar and the Browns looked like they were done. Tonight, they looked like they were done. But see, you can't, in my opinion, you can't lay, lay this game on the offense. They did their job. couple mistakes here and there, but that defense and and the defensive line, I don't, I don't recall what the average per carry ended up being. I, it had to be close to six. Ravens at 7.2 yards per carry. That defense didn't come close to doing its job tonight. Well, you're right, George. And we've known that there's been flaws with the defense. We've known that they live and die by the takeaway um, to a large extent. They have, I think, gotten better and uh, stepped up in recent games, but – Lamar Jackson can make a lot of people look bad and, and expose uh, a lot of people. And let's face it, I mean, tonight he ran nine times for 124 yards, 13.8 average, two touchdowns. And really, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield perfectly summarized this uh, when I asked him about it. Lamar was out for, for nearly two series in the fourth quarter. He comes back in. He was getting treated for cramps in the locker room. Comes back in. It's fourth and five. Baker Mayfield said it was like a scene out of a movie. And and it was, and Lamar Jackson was the hero, and, and Justin Tucker also at the end for the Ravens. But my point is, uh, you know, yeah, the, <laughs> the defense definitely – that's words that we've we've talked about all season long, and Lamar Jackson isn't the one you're going to be able to hide him against. There could be a price for Jackson to pay, though. There was tonight. He took a real hard hit when he uh, he didn't fail to slide. He didn't want to slide. I think they took a real gamble with 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 Jackson tonight. Not that they were gambling, say, well, maybe let's let him run. I think they came into this game. The Baltimore Ravens did uh, saying, hey, Lamar Jackson is going to go win us the ball game, which of course he did. But the price you pay for that is, uh, in, in the uh, immortal words of uh, old Samer Tigliano, there are no old running quarterbacks. And he was out of the game not too long after taking a hard hit, and uh, that's that's the worry going forward with him. You know, he's fantastic, and he can win you uh, a game like this that nobody else can win. 
but uh, how long is he going to be able to do that? Yeah, I mean, that's been the the talk about him all along. But, I mean, their backs were really against the wall in a lot of ways. They were the more desperate team tonight. And, and so I think, like you said, Steve, put it on the reigning MVP's shoulders. Even I agree with their plan, Nate. I, I thought that's, yeah. that's what uh, – that was a smart plan, but it's also risky in terms of uh, you get your guy killed, uh, you know, uh, if the wrong sorts of things happen in one game of trying that. I'm, I'm with you, um, but I mean, just for the, the George, I mean, you're the you're, you're a movie critic, sports writer extraordinaire. I mean, you had to been eating this up. I mean, this was the guy's second game back from COVID in the locker room he comes out there he looks like he's gonna run and kill him with his feet but then he just floats it over the defense 44 yard touchdown i mean it, it was an unbelievable finish you want to, in all sincerity you know what i thought of and this movie really predates you nate because you're like still wet behind the ears a movie called heaven can wait with warren Beatty and julie christie classic oh, film where he basically warren Beatty plays a quarterback for the uh Los Angeles Rams, if you can believe that, back when they were in Los Angeles in the 70s. So you should check that one out. One last question so we can get you and Marla out of here so you can go home. What the hell do they take from this? What can they take from this? I'm still struggling with that on what I'm going to write when I get home. <laughs> I mean, I almost my my question to myself is, you know, can you gain something from a heartbreaking loss when and when you lose a classic, you know, like when you think about what happened in the opener, though, I still think you got to see progress. Um, but I'm still struggling on how how much value this is. Um, they got a lot to clean up. Yeah, they, they, we've been saying that all year, too. But the thing is that. Here it, here it is. Part of me, being from Northeast Ohio, thinks point blank, they're on this roll right now. They need to lose one. That's that's just that's just the mentality being from Northeast Ohio. They're rolling into December. Let's let's have them have a dose of reality before they finish up the season and look and go into what looks like the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, in my estimation. They get the heartbreak. They learn learn something that way. Hopefully, eventually, they get Denzel Ward and and Ronnie Ronnie Harrison back. Hopefully, they really miss Denzel. I I just can't see myself. I can't see him getting beat like that on on, on that one touchdown on fourth and five from uh, Jackson to uh, Brown. I I I I'm still it still boggles my mind. And because it was so Hollywood. But he's probably not stopping Mark Andrews there at the end. So um. those are all good points, George. I, I do think big picture. I do think and Kevin Stefanski and the players didn't want to go down this road. Stefanski said, I don't want to go down the, the moral victory road. I mean, fresh off that loss. I totally get it. I like that. That's their attitude. Um, but from my perspective, this is a step. I'm sorry, 38-6 in the opener. They didn't look like they belonged on the same field as the Ravens. It was that way with the Steelers too. It was it was something that we all looked at this record uh, with the nine wins, and we said 
two of those losses were were blowout losses to AFC North foes that have been bullying this team for a long time. To go down to the wire, for them to bounce back, like we said earlier, and, and, and take the lead in the fourth quarter, then come back and tie it again. And just, just the fight, I, I do think it's a step. Um, and so I guess I'm, you know, saying that, you know, the Browns players and coaches throughout the week and the build-up to this game, to a man, said we are a completely different team than we were in week one. And even in this loss, I proved that. It felt different to me, uh, Marla, Nate, George. And uh, Marla, uh, I probably see it a different way uh, than you do and a little bit more the way Nate sees it in terms of uh, definitely uh, something. Uh, what can you take out of this? I think a lot. If uh, they win the next three games and tonight's performance uh, suggested to me that they absolutely can win these three more winnable games probably than the Baltimore game was with Pittsburgh banged up the way it is. They win three games and go 12-4. and They've been 12-4 and four once in their history. So that's, uh, that's something you can take maybe from this loss, use it as the impetus to uh, to win out and be 12-4, and four, and uh, we can all have a party. <laughs> uh, virtual party. Yeah. Virtual party, yeah. And at least we're going to have – you're going to be um, – you know, it looks like even if it's a shootout at the OK Corral, I do – I'm I'm with you, Steve. I still think they can win when – I you know, win three. I think it's feasible. We'll – you know, we'll see. All right, guys, we're going to be up late. So I'm going to let you go. Um, I'm George Thomas with Steve Dorship, Marla Reidenauer, Nate Ulrich. Big heartbreaker for the Browns, but progress is progress. Good night. Good night. Good night.